Lord? Are you happy to be in the presence of the Lord? Amen. May it be so in Jesus' name. I have titled, um, before I could go to my message, a request, please, if it's possible for you to just switch off your cell phone. Uh, just put it on silent so that we will not be disturbed in the time of waiting upon the Lord. I've titled... <laughs> I'll give you another minute. Please take your phones and put it on silent. Please. There will, if only one person calls you, don't worry. You will go straight to heaven. I've titled today's message as Inventory 2012 and Resolution 2013. And I got my title only this uh, last night. I prepared the entire message and I prepared this message in a time of grief. I had just gone to India on, on the 9th for my niece's husband who passed away. He passed away in his sleep. And she's 37, he's around 43, and we pray many times and we ask God that we want long life. But it's God's timing. And I was wondering, how can I encourage this family, you know, to, to be prepared when God calls? And many of us, we are not prepared. And I was thinking, Lord, what verse shall I comfort them? And exactly 2 Corinthians chapter 5 was a comforting verse that I got in verse 6. It says, so we are always of good courage. For we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. So as long as we live in this tent, we are away from Him. We are away from Him. And verse 8 says, yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. We'd rather be. That's, it's a hard thing. It's a very hard thing. If today the Lord calls me and my work on earth is done, it will be a very grievous thing for my family. But in order for me to be with the Lord, I have to be away from the body. Let us turn our Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren, I did not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do. Wait. But? One thing. One thing I do. Yes, brother. Forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting the things which are behind. And reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Thank you. And reaching forward. I'm, I'm going to forget all the things of 2012. But there's going to be a, a process, a condition for me to order to forget 2012 and to continue in 2013. Yes, my brother. I press towards... I, I press. And what do I do? When I, when I leave the things of 2012, and now I press on. Towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And when I press on and when I go forward, I go towards something. What? A goal. What He has prepared for me. Amen? And that should be our desire. Lord, I'm going to leave 
and I'm going to cleave. Most of the time we do not, when we cleave, we also pull and we drag everything of the past. And we are going to look into that. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is no revelation. Where there is no vision. The people cast off restraint. One minute. Where there is no vision. When I come into 2013, and if I do not have a vision, and if I do not have an aim where I should go, what will happen to me on the process of my journey? I will? Restrain. I will perish. Because I do not have a vision. I do not know where I am going. As long as I do not know where I am going, and where I reach, people will say, you have reached the right place. Because I do not know where I am going. But as long as I know where I am going... I will not perish in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, we, we ask you this afternoon to minister to us, Lord God. Father, I pray for every child of yours in this house, every brother, sister, and their children. Father, I pray that you would fill them with your word this afternoon. Hide me behind the cross. Father, give me grace that I will decrease. And that the name of Jesus will be exalted today, Lord God. And Father, I pray that every word that proceeds from my mouth which you have prepared will not return void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which it goes in Jesus' name. Amen. While I was at the funeral home and I was seeing everybody crying around me, there was a lot of weeping. My niece also for almost a day, she lost her mind. She was waking up her husband and says, get up, let us go. It's time for us to go to, to Delhi. Come, let's go. We need to go shopping. She lost her mind totally because they never expected death. And all of us this afternoon are sitting here. The word of God says, yes, we have long life. Yes, but also the word of God says, when your work is done, I will take you home. And we have seen it happen in, in the life of James. James was one seed that was sown in order for the church to spread. One soul we've seen in the life of Jesus on the cross when he gave his life. And that's the reason you and me are here. So I was wondering, Lord, give me strength. What will I encourage this girl? But one thing came to my mind. Are you ready? We preach time and time and over again in this pulpit. But the question is, are you ready to meet your maker, Claudie? It flashed on my, for one second, I said, Lord, I need to sit back and think. We have to be ready. Am I right? Morning, noon and night, we have to be ready whenever the trumpet calls. Our desire is to be in this world. We love everything of the world. But as long as you are in the body... You are absent from the Lord. The same question I want to ask you this afternoon, my brothers and sisters. Are you ready if God calls you today? You might be walking out of this room just now. And God says, the work that I have sent you is finished. Come on. Are you going to tell Lord, give me another 20 years time. I want to live till 80. I want to hold that stick. I want to hold the 25 grandchildren. Or you'll say, Lord, I'm coming home. 
I'm coming home. Because somebody else is going to take over and take the task. The question is, are we ready? If, we, if the Lord does not take us, and I know by God's grace he's not going to take us. Because still the work is not done. But till then, are you ready to face 2013? To be victorious and to be overcomers in Jesus' name. That's what we are supposed to do. If the Lord has not taken us home, then we are supposed to accomplish the purpose for which he has called us to do on earth. And that's the question I'm going to throw at you today. Will 2014, you look back and say, Lord, thank you. I was an overcomer all through the year. That's the question. Yes, one man who wrote about the resolution he made for many years. You can have that screen, my sister. This man put a resolution about what he's going to do each year. And in 1999, he says, I will get my weight down below 180 pounds. That was done in 1999. In 2000, he says, I will watch my calories until I get below 190 pounds. In 2001, he thought, oh, I will follow my new dietary religiously until I get below 200 pounds. A very consistent man. Some of us might relate to him. In 2002, he says, I will try to develop a realistic attitude about my weight now. And in 2003, he says, I will work out five days a week. In 2004, I will work three days a week. And in 2005, I will try to drive past the gym at least once a week. Does that not resemble some of us in all our lives? When we look back and we see all the resolutions we made, for some reason the resol resolutions have gone out of the window and we are still thinking, where is the gym now? And now some of us have even lost sight of the gym. We will think, I will build a gym. That's, this is truth. This is truth. Many of us, knowingly or unknowingly, we make beautiful resolutions, but for some reason, down the line, it's gone. It's flying a kite now. Every people try to do something or this or that. One person said, I will stop eating too much of mutton and lamb. Another person says, I'm going to exercise more. And then you said, brother, what happened to it? All my fat is come here, brother. What is supposed to be years now here in these two places. We do that. They go off somewhere. They disappear somewhere. Okay. Someone says, my resolution, I'm going to enjoy life before I die. I'm going to enjoy life. So, what about the resolution between you and God? Shouldn't we be thinking this afternoon about the resolution regarding how are we going to grow in faith with God? How am I going to take this 2013 and walk with Him? Let's turn to 2 Peter quickly. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. The Bible says, But, but grow, grow in the grace and knowledge. Well, grow. Oh. You have to grow in two places. You have to grow, number one, in grace. That should be your prayer today. Lord, I want to grow in grace. And while I grow in grace, what I should grow in? Knowledge. knowledge. Many of us want the grace of God, but we do not want to have the knowledge of God. 
We love to have God's grace because we keep on doing the same thing over and over again and that we think that we could come to the altar and the grace of God is going to wash away every time but we say, I do not want to have the knowledge of you. So the Bible says you need both grace and knowledge. Yes. Of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. So the question is, are we willing to grow in grace and knowledge? If not, why not? If not, why not? What is stopping you from knowing Jesus, the power of His resurrection? What is stopping you? And have you made any plans to grow in 2013? Or have we just entered 2013 just like that, thinking, okay, let us continue with life. Are we thinking of that? Someone said, the plan will work if we work the plan. The plan will work if we work the plan. But if you have no plan, no plan equals to no growth in Christ. When there's no plan, you will slumber and the enemy will put you to sleep. Not only sleep there, you will sleep also in church. You'll say, it's a beautiful message, I had a good sleep of 30 minutes. Resolution number one. Before we could do something and before I can take an audit or before I could take uh, inventory of 2012, we are going to do that very soon. We are going to do an inventory of our life, but we are going to look at some of the resolutions of 2013 and then we'll come back to 2012. And resolution for 2013, I will do everything I can to glorify God. Yes, my sister. I will do everything I can to the glory of God, that should be your resolution. There are many, there are thousands of resolutions that you can make, but I've just chosen nine resolutions. And one of them is, I will do everything I can to the glory of God. Quickly turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do... Oh, wait, whatever you do... Not only about eating and drinking, but in everything that you do. Yes. Do all to the glory of God. I want you to make this prayer today. Lord, whatever I do, I will do to the glory of God. Everything I do, my thought, my words, my deeds, everything will be focused to glorify God. That's all. Nothing else will matter. Resolution number two. Never to do anything out of revenge. Many of us, we always want to get back at somebody because they did something. Husband says something, the wife is just waiting to hit him back with something different. And the only way the wife can hurt the husband is to talk about his family. Talk about his mother. And that makes him more angry because he's spoken about my mother and my father now. We always wait to take our revenge against us, loved ones. We take our revenge against anything, anyone at work. We wait. Yes, my brother, if you can take that quotation, please. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30. Sorry, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30. It says, for we know him who said, vengeance is, God says vengeance is mine. So leave your wrath against your wife, your anger against your husband to God. God will tame them and bring them as one. Not under you or above you, but with you. Amen? Someone, someone said, I don't get mad, but I get even with them. 
I don't get mad. You look at me, I'm not getting mad, but I will make sure I'll get even with this person. I will do that. But no, there is something better. I don't get even, but I will get ahead. To be a better person, let God handle the situation. And if it's God's thing to take revenge, that's up to God. And you don't even desire that. Don't say, the moment you hurt me, I will go to God and see what will happen to you. That person by accident will fall, slip and fall. I prayed that person fell down. <laughs> don't, don't get on the wrong books of me, I will go to God. Okay, so we have to be very careful. Take Luke chapter, 13, uh, Luke chapter 6 verse 36, brother. Luke chapter 6 verse 36. The Bible says in Luke 6, 36 and 37, Be merciful, what? As your? As your father is merciful. That will be your prayer. That will be your resolution. I will be merciful to my wife. I will be merciful to my husband. I will be merciful to those who are under me, even though they try to hurt me, because as my father is merciful to me. Amen? Because the Bible says, judge not, or you will be judged. My third resolution is, I will study the scriptures consistently. I want you to make this as a resolution, my brothers and sisters. I will study the scriptures consistently. Morning, noon and night, if possible, do it. Can we read 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, my brother? Be diligent to mm. present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. Amen. A worker will not be ashamed. We are all, don't think only the leaders, the pastor are workers here. Every one of you is a worker of the Lord. Amen. But the Bible says, be careful. Don't be ashamed on that day. Yes, my brother. Rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings. Okay, brother. Thank you. Correctly handling the word of truth. My fourth resolution will be, now, to study the scripture, you need something after studying it. My fourth resolution, I will obey the scriptures and the ordinance of the church. We like to obey the scriptures, but we never want to listen to what pastor says. Who is he to tell me how to run my life? He does not know what I am going through. How dare he tells, he stands at the pulpit and tells us what to do. Who do you think he is? We obey the scriptures, but we do not want to obey the ordinance of the man of God, of leadership. Let us quickly turn to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. The next slide, my sister. So Samuel said, As the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. I have told this to my youth the other day. I told this to my youth. And I told my youth, and my youth told me actually, I know you are going to bring this up in your next message. I said, God is not interested in all your sacrifice. Take your money and keep it in your pocket. Go and obey him first. And then come and worship the Lord. I told my youth, and I thank God my youth Believed it and obeyed it. I thank God for that. God is interested in our obedience more than all the sacrifice you can do. You can bring hundred souls to the church, but if you are not obedient, God is not interested. He will save the souls through raising up stones. Amen? Many never want to obey authority. 
We have gifts in our ourselves. God has blessed us with gifts. Take it and use it. Don't refuse to use your gifts. Many are saved and are refusing to obey in the waters of baptism. We have many in our church are not willing to obey because you are waiting for some great man to come from India to dip you into the water and take you out. Why? God says, if you believe, obey. Don't wait, because before you while you wait for that great man, that great man will go to heaven. Don't be waiting too long for him. Luke chapter 4, 6, verse 46, my brother. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? We are all calling him Lord, Lord, but we do not do... The, Lord, the, the word of God says us to be submissive. Are we submissive? The word of God tells us to love. Are we loving? The Lord, word of God tells us to obey. Are we obeying? But yet we call him Lord, Lord. He says, first go and do what I tell you. Then come and call me Lord. Fifth resolution. I will pray with faith. I will pray with faith. Can we take that scripture? James chapter 5 verse 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Amen. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. The greatest, you know, uh, the sad thing, many Christians, they do not believe in what they pray. They don't have that faith. They pray, but there's no faith. And that's the reason they call somebody else. It's good to call somebody else, to stand along with you. So they build it up. But you should have your own faith. Every child of God should possess their own faith. I will not live on the faith of my pastor and my leaders. I will live on my own faith in Christ Jesus. Amen? My sixth resolution. I will serve Christ with what? With zeal. And nothing will stop me. Everybody who is serving God, I want you to tell in your heart, I will serve Him with zeal. You know what is zeal? Zeal is the Passion that nothing will stop you. Nothing, nothing, nothing will, will ever stop you. Romans chapter 12 verse 8. He who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence. Amen. The one who leads must lead with zeal. The one who leads must lead with zeal. There are some, there's something about it. There's a passion and there is a vision and there is direction. Every leader must care passionately about where he, where he or she is going. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 2. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 2, my brother, quickly. It says, shepherd, yes. Shepherd the flock of God, ah. which is among you, serving as overseers. Amen. Not by compulsion, mm. but willingly. But not by compulsion. Don't ever let anyone to force you to serve God. You should serve God out of a willing heart. No matter what be the circumstances. God, even if there's a mountain ahead of me, I will serve you. Even if there's a valley that I'm going to sink, I will still serve you. Like the Hebrew boys, even if you have to be burnt, I will still not bow down. I will serve you, Lord. You will have valleys. And this is especially for leaders in leadership. Do not throw the calling that God has called you to do in a ministry until the Lord leads you. You must tell the Lord, until I have this last breath, I will serve you. 
I will serve you. Because God has put you into that ministry for a purpose. Number seven, resolution. I will always worship with joy and gladness in my heart. Amen? I know you may not like to dance. I know, I understand. I know you may not like to clap your hands because you feel that your hands might fall off. It's okay. I know you may not want to jump because you think your legs will go twisted. It's okay. But when you come into the house of the Lord, rejoice in His presence. Imagine if I go to Pastor Abraham's house and he looks at me in a sad face. Welcome. And in his heart, why did you come here? Oh, I wish you could leave the house immediately. Thank you very much, brother. God bless you. How will you feel? You go to the presence of God and you go with such sadness. Everyone who sees you drops dead. There should be joy. People should say, what is it with this person that I see joy continuously? I want to hold on to him. I want to be with him. I want to know the secret of that joy. Why do you laugh when things, bad things happen? Because I have the joy of the Lord. Because all things work for the good. That should be your answer. That should be our answer. Do we come to church to participate or do we come to observe how is Brother Lakin dancing today? Let me see. How nicely he dances. I wish I could dance like Brother Lakin. We miss Pastor Hayo a lot in this. My brothers, ask yourself, are you worshipping the Lord with joy? If not, why not? What is stopping you from rejoicing in the presence of the Lord? What is dragging you? Why do you worry about the next person on your right or your left, what they will think? This is a relationship between you and your father. Resolution number eight. I will give my tithes and offering with gladness. I like the exhortation that we had today beautifully. How often? I remember when I was a kid, I used to put my hand in the pocket and look for the five paisa instead of the, instead of the ten paisa to give to God. I remember that. We all did that at some time when we never knew the Lord. But now since you know the Lord, give cheerfully. Give cheerfully, cheerfully to the Lord. Because whatever you give to God, God will give it to you, pressed down, shaken, and He will throw it back at you. Amen? Look at uh, Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Yes, my brother. Bring all the tithes mm. into the storehouse, mm. that there may be food in my house. Amen. And try me now in this, mm. says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you Amen. the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings, such blessings, that that there will not be room enough you to receive that? it. You will not have room. You will have to tell Lord enough, enough. This is enough. God says, but I will pour out on you, my brothers and sisters. Giving is an indicator that you have you love love for Christ and love for the bride because there are a bride. Many members are in need. When you give, you're telling God, I'm giving because I love you, Lord. We work to earn money and we give gladly. If that is not true, why not? What is stopping you? My last resolution. I will reach out the lost with love and not condemnation. I will reach out with love. What compels you to tell somebody that Jesus saved you because you love the person. Don't, I, I know many Christians do this, but I'm very sad, but this is the truth. When we look at a non-Christian, we say, let him go to hell. 
Look at the evil nature he has. We condemn them. And I was in the plane uh, day before, and I was sitting inside of a person, and this person said, I hate to go back and see my Arbab's face. And I looked back and I said, that's the one who's paying your salary. Imagine you go and you tell your boss, I hate to see your face. Think of that. Go and tell your boss, I hate to see your face. Tomorrow morning, bread of life will be in the airport. Bye-bye. <laughs> this is truth. This is truth. My brothers and sisters, before you can reach out to them, reach out to God for them. Amen? Go to the Lord and say, Lord, this is my desire. I want my boss to be saved. I want the people in my office to be saved. What are you doing to go to grow in grace this year, 2013? I've given you nine resolutions. And now we are going to look very carefully about an audit of our life. And we are going to do something different. I like Paul when he was writing to the book of Ephesians, to the people of Ephesians. He wrote some spiritual resolution for, that, for the year. He says, he talks about in Ephesians, we will not read it because I'll just give you the quotations. He tells about it in Ephesians 5 verse 1. Be more like God-like. Be more God-like. You can keep your quotations. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, Be imitators of God as dearly loved children. Number two, he says, Shun evil of this world, which he takes it from Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God, that when the day of evil comes, you may be able, able to stand your ground. Amen? You must be able to shun the evil. And the last thing that he says is, Ephesians 5 verse 16, he says, Use your time wisely. Use your time. There are three quotations. Ephesians 5.1, Ephesians 6.13, Ephesians 5.16. Redeem the time because the days are evil. My brothers and sisters, don't let Satan take your time away from 2013. You have got a calling. There is a calling. There are souls to be met. There are, there are deadlines that God has given unto us. Please, make sure you meet it in 2013. Before we do this, we are going to take some time. I will try to call the ushers to come quickly. Take the four corners. The ushers are going to distribute to you a sheet of paper. Those who are, if you are born again, or if you are above 15 years, that's better. If you are above 15 years, I would like you to take a sheet. If you do not have a pen and you need a pencil, just put up your hand and the ushers will give you. Everyone will receive a paper quickly. Can I have the first song, my sister? Before we could do anything today, I want you to make a prayer before you answer this paper. A little softer. A little softer. I want you to make a prayer. Lord, give me grace that I will be honest in what I'm going to do. I want you to be honest with it. Everybody, brother. Everybody, everybody. While you are doing it, I also did mine. And I found that I was so far away in many ways. If you need a pencil, quickly just put, put up your hands and the usher will give you a pencil also. Quickly. Take your time, but before you answer the first question, I want you to close your eyes for one minute and say, God, give me grace, I will be honest. I will not cheat 
like I cheated in my exams in my school days. Do it. Do not write your name on that paper, please. Do not write your name. Quickly, we have just 10 minutes to do it. There are someone on up in the stage, brother. No more papers? Pen. If you do not have a pencil, please. Make this as a resolution that you will bring a pen and a paper to church. There's somebody on my right. Suresh, someone on my right. Let the Holy Spirit search your heart while you do this. Nobody is going to read what you have written. Nobody will read it. So just be honest before God. afraid if everything is yes. Don't worry. God is ministering to your heart this afternoon. Let him search you. Just fold the paper. If you are finished, fold it and ask the Holy Spirit to search the places that you have marked. Yes. 
get an answer may may be may may not put us yes don't ponder Don't be marking the paper for your husband or for your wife. Do it for yourself, please. Then your husband or your wife will get everything yes. And if you are finished, I want you to close the paper. Ask the Lord to search you and say, Lord, these are the areas that I've wronged in the last year. I don't want to make the same mistake for 2013. Ask the Lord to search you. Two Corinthians thirteen verse five says, "Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves." The Bible says, "Don't you realize that Christ Jesus is in you?" I'll give another two minutes more, and we're going to time go to a time of ministry. something different today I will call upon our pastor first to come uh I would request the leaders of our church to come forward so that our pastor can pray for us I call two ushers to come forward on my right and my left as we are going to have the time of ministry I want you to bring your paper with you and after the prayer as you're going back to the seat I want you to put back that paper into the bag that you're not going to carry it any more with you. It's going to be left at the altar. Most of the time we take back everything and we drag it to the next year. We are going to make something different. The Lord I'm going to lay it today at the altar. Nobody is going to read because there's no name. So I call the lead the leaders the elders to come forward and we're going to ask our pastor to pray for the leaders and then the leaders are going to stand here and then we will be praying for the congregation so in this way they are all right in the sight of god amen and while pastor is praying i want you to bow your heads and intercede for us Let's all bow down.
look unto god because our god is the holy god and righteous god he is the perfecter of our faith today is a unique day god has prepared for every one of us to come in his presence with all honesty searching our hearts when we focus our future and also it's a time god has given us to look back about our past and we have searched and we have evaluated by ourselves our god is a just god we are not judging one another neither we judge ourselves but god judges but whatever we did it we did it before the lord oh gracious heavenly father we thank you for this day lord we thank you that you are the head of the church you are the head and we are the body and we are the parts of this body lord i also thank you even in this time for myself and also the leaders the servants you have raised up for this church to take care of this flock of father to nurture them in thy word teach them thy word and the lord help them to have faith in you and to mature in your word because the very purpose you have called us is to be with you to be like you to be like your son jesus christ it is your purpose of oh father lord we come together as your servants before you as we examine ourselves father you have examined us even in this time give us more of your grace give us more of your strength lord help us to be faithful to one another first of all to faithful unto you o father because you are the faithful god you wants us as a servants to be faithful unto you then only we will be faithful to our family we will be faithful to our spouses we will be faithful to our working place we will be faithful to one another of oh father give us your grace fill us with your spirit holy spirit of god search our hearts search our mind if anything we have against you or against your word which is not forgiven forgive us in this time forgive us in this time hallelujah hallelujah let your anointing be upon each and every one of us of father even in this time spirit of god cover us cover us of father speak to us of lord remind us about our iniquities remind us of lord so that we will confess before you we will not confess you just as general of father law as a random no 
we will confess you one by one before you even though it was forgiven and forgotten and we are thrown of father lord you have given us a time to examine ourselves about the past life of father even in this time father as you are men as to know today and to remember everything but no more we are going to carry them we bring them before your face in this time yes lord we brought before your face in this time of father we confess before you forgive us forgive us fill us with your grace fill us with your love hallelujah 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 fill us with your joy fill us with your peace yes dear father if there is no sin and us then only we will receive all the blessings which you promised to us even in the day of father yes lord the promise from you is the joy and the peace and the everlasting life which you given us of father for that purpose alone you sent your son jesus christ for that purpose alone you are chosen as of father with that hope alone we are here in your sanctuary of father Let that be indeed in our life of father in this. Amen. We come before you as not only as an individual. We come before you on behalf of the whole congregation. Father, you kept us as responsible for each and every one of us. We are not alone. We are independent, but we are interdependent of father. we love one another we share your love to one another but when the time comes as you going to judge us we come as alone o oh lord thank you jesus such a heart thank you master we empty ourselves so that you will fill us o oh father thank you for filling us by thy spirit thank you by thy love thank you by the full of your grace you, so that we will pray when we pray to your children lord your love will be manifested through us amen amen in jesus precious name we pray amen as the uh, elders are going to stand here please please track number 2 the elders will be standing and i want you to quickly come bring your paper they will pray for you and you could just give the papers to the ushers and go to your seats quickly sister track number 2 don't waste time please stop brother come quickly to the front Brother Kenneth, also please come forward to pray for the. Brother Kenneth. Brother Kenneth.
judge myself and look inside all my hands clean before you show yourself pure to me I can do 
Shall we please rest on our feet? And let's begin to appreciate God for today. Just say, Lord, I thank you because you have repositioned me. I thank you because you have repositioned me in line with your will and purpose for my life. Lord, I give you all the glory. Lord, I bless you. Go ahead and bless the Lord. This is a unique opportunity. Oh, Lord, we thank you for what you have done in our midst this afternoon. We give you all the glory. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. We are all coming to testify by this time next year. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As we go this week, let your presence go with us. Let your grace be sufficient for us. Let your favor locate us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When we come next week, we are coming with lots of testimony. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The grace of God and fellowship. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Share the surely with your friend beside you and prophesy to his life. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. So shall it be for you in Jesus' name.